koutou, tina koutou, tina tātou katoa. Kia ora whanau. Good morning. Hey, I'm looking forward to our time together this morning to sharing about the work of Kath and God's heart for the poor in Aotearoa. But before we get into it, let us pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity to share this morning. Father, I thank you for um, those who are gathered here today. I pray that what would stir in their hearts, Lord, it would be what you want. Um, and Father, I pray that those who you are asking to call, I pray um, to respond, Father, that they would uh, really hear that. Father, I thank you for the work in this church, in this community, in the hearts of those that belong to this church. I pray that you bless their work. Amen. So thank you so much for welcoming me here today. As mentioned, my name is Chansey, and I grew up in Christchurch, having the privilege of being brought up in the church. From an early age, I had a huge passion for dance, and after graduating um, from a contemporary dance degree in Auckland, I started searching for something else. I knew that there would be something else that I would do, even if it was just for a little while. I had the great opportunity of working with various choreographers throughout New Zealand, uh, but I wanted to pop that on hold for a little while. It was one day when I was searching out charitable organisations that I came across CAP. And what I love about CAP is that CAP helps people both practically and spiritually. Today, I'm blessed to be working alongside the church to see them tackle poverty in the community, communities across New Zealand. Poverty is often talked about in terms of numbers and of policy, and sometimes that is necessary. But at the end of the day, poverty is really about the people. It's people who have fought for years to make ends meet and come up short over and over. It's mums and dads or parents who are doing well and then redundancy or illness strikes and life begins to slowly spiral out of control. It's people who have been caught in generational cycles of poverty, unemployment or addiction. There is a heaviness that comes with poverty, a darkness that makes it hard to see the way out, to find a way forward. Poverty oppresses and isolates. It distorts the truth and whispers lies. Poverty says you should be ashamed of yourself for not being able to provide. It says you're a failure and nobody, no one cares about you. In fact, 65% of CAT clients said that poverty caused by debt made them stay away from people. Over half say they could not provide three meals a day for their children. And more than 60% of people who have partners blame debt for full relationship breakdown. <laughs> the worst for me, though, the hardest to hear, is that one in four CAT clients, before they make that first phone call for help, have either attempted or committed suicide. It's a sobering picture, and on the surface, it can seem too big and too messy to handle. So what do we do? What should we, as as a response, as followers of Christ, be. I'd like to take a step back and look at how Jesus chose to respond to one person who was living in poverty, marginalised and isolated. So if, you've, if you have your Bibles, please, let's turn to Mark verse 10, verse 46 to 52. Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. 
Be quiet, many people, many of the people yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, Tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, Go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. Here, Jesus is at the height of his ministry on his way to Jerusalem, where he will make his triumphal entry before dying on the cross. He's followed by a great multitude of people who have been gathering since he left Capernaum. There could be thousands following, talking, singing, and celebrating. There is a buzz in the air and energy as they pass out of Jericho. And then there is Bartimaeus. Chances are he has been blind from birth, doomed to a life of poverty. He is an outcast and isolated. He would have heard the crowds crowds coming. He would have heard of this man Jesus who heals the blind and sets the captives free. And so he cries out. I imagine it was a deep cry that carried all his desperation and hope. A cry that took great courage. Amidst all the people, Jesus stops, he listens, and he responds to Bartimaeus' cry. This is the story time and again in the Gospels. Jesus responds to people crying out for help. And he says, past their shame, past disability, past societal expectation, he sees them through the eyes of love and mercy. And then he meets their need. For Bartimaeus, he gave sight and strengthened his faith. For others, he gave healing, forgiveness, redemption. Now, contrast his response with the people who were telling Bartimaeus to be quiet. I imagine many of them knew him, had walked by him day after day. Perhaps they were frustrated that he was so loud, that he was stirring things up, thinking, ah, here he goes again. Maybe it was all just too hard to deal with, his situation too messy or too hopeless. Maybe they thought they were being helpful, that the Messiah was busy and he wouldn't have time for him. The crowd's reaction is a real challenge for me. I know that I don't want to be one of the crowd ignoring or trying to quieten someone in need, yet too often I have been. I wonder if that has been your experience at times. Have you looked in the face of poverty, thought, I just can't deal with this right now, or I don't even know where to start, how to help? I think that 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 can be a human and natural response, and I don't think there's condemnation in that. But as believers, we are called to be the hands and feet of Christ. And as we see in the story of blind Bartimaeus and throughout the Gospels, Jesus answers the cries of those in need, and he gives us a a simple yet profound model to follow. Stop, ask, listen. Provide help and hope in any number of ways. The fact is, more than 2,000 years after Mark wrote this story, there are thousands of people struggling in poverty in Aotearoa. Some will be people we see every day. Others will be hiding behind closed doors, hidden by shame and isolation. Some will be people in your community or church who might appear to be doing just fine on the surface. They need people who will stop, people who will ask, what can I do for you? And listen to their stories, people who will offer help and hope. 
That is why CAP is here, and church, that is why you are here. Very simply, a CAP ministry provides a way for you to answer the cries of those in need in your church or community. It's a tool for us to be his hands and feet, providing practical help and the love of Jesus. Twenty years ago, John Kirby started CAP after he lost everything during a financial collapse. At his lowest point, a pastor from the local church heard his cry and led him to Christ. John then decided to apply what he knew from the finance industry and helped others who were crippled by debt. His journey to build CAP in the UK, then Australia, New Zealand, Canada, and next year in uh, the, the States is detailed in Never Release, which I'll be giving out for free later today. For the past 10 years, CAP has been partnering with local churches in New Zealand to answer the cries of those suffering in poverty. And today we offer five ministries that address specific causes of New Zealand poverty. Debt, unemployment, life-controlling habits, lack of financial literacy, and essential living skills. Each of these ministries provide the tools and support people need to get out and stay out of poverty. CAP Debt Help began in 2008 reaching families in poverty because of unmanageable debt. Church partners work alongside the team in Auckland and negotiate with creditors, build budgets, set up repayment plans, and walk with clients as they pay off their debts. In 2009, we began the Cat Money Program, a three-session money education course that helps people budget, save, and spend wisely. And then we have Cat Money Youth, which is a shorter 45-minute session that can be run in youth groups or high schools. And in 2014, we introduce group services. Cap Job Clubs helps the unemployed, unemployed rebuild their confidence and get back into work. Cap Release Groups provide support for people like, provide support for people battling life-controlling habits and emotional issues so they can find freedom. I touched on it earlier about um, having a background in dance, and for me, I feel like I would have benefited from Cap Release Groups having um, dance be such a huge part of my life and coming along with that often comes hand in hand with negative thoughts about self-image and yeah, I think I would have really benefited from that. Cat Life Skills empowers people to thrive on a low income by building self-worth and teaching skills like shopping and cooking on a budget. There are currently 72 Cat Centres run by churches that offer debt help or a group service and about 140 churches running Cat Money. There are hundreds of cap workers serving the poor in their communities, and there are thousands of people who generously give so that the most vulnerable in this nation receive free help from the first moment they call until they find freedom. At the heart of everything we do is the belief that each person has value, that the church, this place, is where people experience the love of Jesus firsthand, and where lives are truly restored. For the rest of our time this morning, though, I'll share um, on one of these services, which is Cat Detail. And I'll give you the chance also to get involved in the work in some way. As I share, I'd like each of us to consider the question, how can I live as Jesus did and answer the cries of those in need right here in this community? Now, I'd like to introduce to you Christina, a Detail client who came to Cat five years ago. She, like Blind Bartimaeus, was alone and isolated. She'd been pushed aside and had nowhere else to turn. Hers was a situation many would call hopeless. Too hard to fix. And it's a situation that so many of CAP's 572 current debt help families find themselves in. Let's take a look at the video now. 
so light. To me, nothing could ever take you to that dark place again. 26th of February 1,211 people have gone completely debt-free. But to us, even better, like Christina, 1,004 people have made the life-transforming decision to follow Jesus. Their lives, their futures are changed forever. And I shared earlier um, in the first service, but it's pretty exciting for us when we hear um, these stories of, of, of new faith and we ring a little bell in our, in our office and everyone gathers together and we hear the story of how those people made those decisions and, um, yeah, we celebrate together. You know, if we look back at Bartimaeus, I love picturing him as he throws off his cloak and he runs to Jesus. When Jesus asks what he needs, he doesn't, he doesn't hesitate. He says, Lord, I want to see. And in that moment, when he can see, perhaps for the first time in his life, I like to imagine his joy. His celebration as he joins the crowd and follows him up to Jerusalem. Follows Jesus up to Jerusalem. His life, his story, has been changed forever. All because Jesus stopped, asked, listened, gave physical help and spiritual hope. We don't have to imagine Christina's joy. You can hear it. For Christina, her life is and her story has been changed forever because people took time to care just as Jesus did. One person took time to pray for her. Another asked what she needed and listened to her story. One person invited her to church. Another shared that Jesus longs to restore her. And now, as she says, the light that was so dark once is so much brighter now. Nothing could take me back to that dark place again. This is the power of God working through the church. 
where poverty covers people in darkness, we, as a church, can guide the way forward. Where poverty oppresses, the love of God brings hope and healing. Where poverty speaks lies, the people of God speak the truth. We get to say, you have value. There is a God who loves you and has so much more for you. Nothing transforms the the community like the church. A people who stop, who ask, who listen, who offers the compassionate help and hope that Jesus brings. That's why at CAP, our prayer is that anyone who makes that courageous first call for help, just like Christina did, will find it through a local church in every town, city, region, throughout Aotearoa. And it's our prayer that the church will be at the forefront of social transformation. Right now, CAP ministries cover just about half of the nation. And this month, 79 people will make that courageous first call for help, will start their journeys out of poverty. But we will have to turn away another 30 people because there is not yet a cat ministry in the area or the waiting list is just too long. So you may be thinking, how can you help meet this need? How can you help answer the cries of people in this and other communities throughout New Zealand? First, you can find out more information. Come and grab a free copy of Nevertheless, the challenging, inspiring story of Cat's founder, John Kirkby. There was a form on your seat, so simply fill out the top half of that form to grab the, the book for free. If you'd like to know more about being involved with CAP in some other way, come and talk to me at the end. I'll be just outside. And in this community in Tauranga, there are CAP money, life skills, and debt centres. If you or, your, or anyone you know needs any help, please come and talk to me and I'll point you in the right direction. Secondly, you can bring hope and freedom to a family in this nation by giving a regular gift and becoming a cat life changer. The change you saw in Christina's life and you heard in Christina's life, the freedom thousands of families are experiencing today is only possible because others have said, yes, I can give so someone else may find freedom. It takes three of us giving $35 each month to make sure one family gets the free, full support they need as they work toward their debt-free day. Whatever you can do, whether it's $10 or $20 a month, even $5 a month, your gift will join 3,600 other life changers in New Zealand to ensure that the most vulnerable in this nation experience the help of CAP and the compassion of the local church for years to come. To say yes, I can give, just fill out the bottom section of that form. As many details as you can is appreciated. But please do remember, we're asking this over and above your church giving, and our heart is for the local church, so absolutely give to this church first, or give to your church first. And as you consider how you respond, I'd like to read from Ephesians 3 verse 20. Now unto him who is able to do more than all we ask or imagine, according to the power that is at work within us, to him be the glory and in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. That power that is at work within us is the same power at work in Jesus as he ministered to Bartimaeus. And it enables us to live as he did, to stop, to ask, to listen, to provide help and hope. So let's have the belief that God is able to do more than we ask or imagine when we say, Yes, Lord, open my eyes. Open my ears. Help me to see people as you did. To respond to need as you did. Let's have the faith that he can use us, his church, to change this nation 
one precious life at a time. Why don't we take a moment to ask the Lord how he wants us to respond and then I'll close in prayer. Father, we just thank you for this, this morning and pray, Lord, that these words, um, yeah, would have touched people, Lord, in the way that you want them to. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to be together. I thank you for um, the wonderful baptism that is, is to come. Um, and God, we just thank you for this day. We commit it back to you, Father. Thank you for having me here this morning. I really have appreciated the opportunity to come and share with you all. And if you would like to um, know anything more, please do come speak to me at the end. Chancy, uh, I should have said at the beginning that today is Social Services Sunday, uh, an annual Sunday on our church's calendar, which invites <laughs> us to think about how God is using us in this important strand of God's mission. Uh, so Chancy has come today to help us think about our role uh, in social services, both within Anglican care, but the wider social service providers here in Tauranga Moana. So thank you, Chancy, for coming in sharing with us.